0: Listener, and welcome back to another episode of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie.
1: Hi, Mara. It's uh, good to be back as we discuss a a very interesting uh, adaptation.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because we chose this one. You know, we were looking, I was looking through the AP list for our high school for the reading, summer reading, and this one was on it. And so today we are going to talk about. Cyrano de Bergerac, the play in the movie Roxanne, starring Steve Martin, that it was based on. So I guess I'll start telling you a little bit about the play then, Donnie, and then you could pick up on the movie. Yeah. So Cyrano de Bergerac is a play by Ronstadt. It premiered in Paris on December 28th, 1897. And it was a play that fictionalized the real Cyrano de Bergerac. And it premiered at the Theatre de la Porte Saint Martin. And after the curtain closed, the crowd applauded for an hour after. So it's a very popular play. It's been Done many different times across the country in different iterations. There's been movies based off it, but basically it follows the fictionalized life of Cyrano de Bergerac in a short period of time um, as he, you know, kind of goes to war and tries to woo somebody, Roxanne. And the movie. So there's been many movies based off this, but we chose to do Roxanne.
1: Yeah, yeah, Roxanne. It came out uh, in 1987. It was directed by Fred Chapizy. It was written by Steve Martin himself, who also. Starred as the character C.D., the uh, character who's based off of Cyrano, and playing uh, the titular role of Roxanne as Daryl Hannah. It also featured Shelley Duvall, Rick Rossovich, and Fred Willard in supporting roles. The film was a, a pretty good success. It grossed over forty million dollars. Uh, was a critical success. Uh, critics seemed to like it. They called it, you know, charming and you know, a nice romantic comedy. And Steve Martin was nominated for a Golden Globe for his performance in the, in the movie.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah. It was yeah, I was excited because this is a movie that I had heard about, but I had never seen like I remember like like I think like when I was a kid watching like VHS tapes and that I'd see like like the trailers before and it'd be like now available on home video, Roxanne or something like that. So like I never but I like never managed to catch it on TV or something. So I was really looking forward to uh, to this.
0: This is one of my favorite movies because I was probably like in grade school to middle school when this came out, and I remember I remember loving this movie. And I was like so excited to be able to watch it again because it's not something that I would just generally rewatch. And I was like waiting to see in the opening credits because I always knew that this film was based off Cyrano de Bergerac. And I thought maybe I just thought they thought that. And then in the opening credits, like it does say adapted or based off the play of Cyrano de Bergerac, the play. And I'm like, okay, I wasn't like crazy thinking that. But I, I love this movie. The yeah, play was a little hard to read. I'm not going to lie. And I always think it's hard to read a play because you have to like switch voices almost in your head. Cause it's like you're reading characters. And so I find Ooh, that right. a little bit hard to follow sometimes, yeah. you know, I, I think it was played out on stage. Like, so, you know, full disclosure, I went to the spark notes last night cause I was like, I want to make sure I'm like catching all of it yeah, and cheated. you know I did I cheated I cheated <laughs> I did um, <laughs> I have no shame in saying that but you know I think it's funny because there were definitely some parallels between the play and the movie and you could see why they say it was based off of or adapted from you know the play obviously there's a lot of war involved and you know different kind of French politics if you will but and you don't really see that in the movie but I thought it was funny in the opening because like in the play like there's a lot of like sword fighting kind of right like that's yeah, like, kind of what like they do. Fencing and du- fencing
1: duels. Fencing and stuff. And, and stuff. in, the, yeah. and
0: in <laughs> the opening scene of Roxanne, Steve Martin is like kind of fencing or beating up those two guys with like equipment yeah. for lack of a better word and I thought that was really funny
1: Yeah, it this is a tennis racket and it was funny because the uh the one guy I recognized was that Kevin ne- Nealon that's <laughs> and I didn't like initially recognize him and it was like I think he made it like like at the time like just started on Saturday Night Live or it was like joined the cast soon after or something in a small role there I also had like Damon Wayans in a small role there, yeah. <laughs> there so like I was uh, kind of Surprising. Because I knew this movie. I knew Steve Martin was in it, but I and I think I knew like Daryl Hannah was in it, but literally knew no one else from the cast. Like all the like a lot of like recognizable ones, like the uh like the jan, like the janitor from The Breakfast Club was in uh played one of the firemen. And and it was it's funny uh, to
0: watch it like now because you see like where all these people came to, right? Like, or what they had going on at the time, because like the Chris who wants to kind of woo woo Roxanne is slider from Top. Oh
1: yeah, I did. I did not pick up on.
0: Yeah, when he first came out, my husband was like, "Slider." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even put that <laughs> together." And Top Gun, I forget what year that came out, but it had to be like around this time. Like probably was it the '90s? I don't even know. Late 80, '80s,
1: '86, but... I believe. So okay, like so it was before, before this era. movie.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, and Daryl Hannah, I think I don't remember if this was before Mermaid or after Mermaid, but the, uh,
1: Splash. <laughs>
0: Splash. I kept calling it Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> Splash. That was a good movie. Yeah, um, I think.
1: Yeah, I think. Split. I think Splash before before. I didn't want to say it was eighty-five. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So is there like in, inter, interesting? Because it was kind of like because obviously it's not a straight adaptation, but um, you know, so that's like one of the things where I was excited to do this episode because like you know I kind of like when the movie is like pretty wildly different yeah. than the book than the the book than the book like uh for example like when we did like Clueless in the past you know a, a modern retelling of Jane Austen or some other ones where like it's not just like okay like a straight adaptation and you are like okay well this character has a bigger role this character is a smaller role whatever they cut out this subplot and that subplot whatever like so it's definitely like creative with something of this sort like bringing something into the modern day and it was nice like as like i had i had finished uh reading the play like throughout the um throughout the week and then I was watching it last night and just like uh, kind of like picking up on little hints and little like references to, to the play like little Easter eggs if you want to call them that yeah like yeah. a
0: lot of the plot I mean they took like kind of a little like made a movie out of like a small section right of the play because you don't know, See all the beginning, but you get some of the wit, like Cyrano is funny and he's witty. And that's what Steve Martin is. Yeah. And they named Roxanne the same name as Roxanne, who's the, the object of their affection. And the same thing with the letters, you know, Cyrano was writing the letters and the and the scene with him in the play where they have the scene of him standing under her window is like really straight into the movie, which is pretty funny because when you're reading yeah. the play, Like I thought like the movie did a really great job with that scene and taking that out, like putting that in there. Cause that was really a, it's a funny scene and it's supposed to be funny in the play and it's funny in the play. So like, I thought they did a really good job of taking that and also like, you know, making it a little less dark because it is a kind of a dark comedy for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. Cyrano, you know, like, and it doesn't have the same happy ending. It doesn't have a happy ending, the play really, neither of them gets what they want. And in the movie, you know, we know it ends differently and, uh steve martin gets the girl and chris goes off with somebody kind of his intellectual equal for lack of a better <laughs> word um you know so that's kind of funny was the play and you know kind of much darker i forget yeah. i think the character's name is christian right yeah
1: yes, yes. so they
0: kind of took that over too because like, they named steve martin's character cb which i thought was pretty funny yeah
1: it's, um, um
0: so you could Kind of like, you know, they kind of use some of the same character names at a different, you know, made them modern. But, you know, I thought it was, you know, at the end of the play, you know, Christian dies and Roxanne, you know, kind of pines for him. And then Cyrano gets old and then he dies and she's, you know, doesn't have either of them. The play is a little bit of a darker ending.
1: Yeah. Little bit, it's, uh, you know, but I I found like the movie was just kind of this kind of like charming romantic comedy and just very nice and like and yeah, and I definitely noticed some similarities between Steve Martin's character and uh, and Cyrano, especially like especially the like the wit and the hum- and the humor and that and, like probably my favorite scene in in the movie was when they're at the bar and the guy calls him Big Nose and then he's like. He'd, says oh that's you know that's what you're gonna go with that's the best that you can come up with and he shoots the darts and it lands on 20 on 20 the number 20 and says okay you know i'll come up with 20 better insults than that and he just lists all these jokes and like they were so funny and so like clever and creative and like i'm a you know i guess like i'm a fan of like self-deprecating humor or that and it was just really really fun really fun yeah and you see him
0: do that in the play too yeah and it's You know they talk about there's certain people like Christian made fun of his nose, but he let it slide because he promised Roxanne he would like help her and that you know he really loved her. And in the movie, you know you see Steve Martin kind of like letting Chris get away with making like making comments about his nose or being in awe of it, where the rest of the firefighters like, oh shit! And (laughs) it's kind of funny that he you know they they carry that theme through. But yeah, I think. I thought it was really funny where they had to like give him a straw for his wine Um, at certain times that he couldn't, you know, use his nose. And I felt the play was like less focused on his nose. I don't know if you've, I think the play, he just felt he was ugly and that Roxanne would never love him because he was ugly based on his nose, but I think the movie kind of was definitely you know, they, they focused on the nose because you have the visual to do it. I mean, the play, you're probably using something too, I don't know. When you read it, you know, you have to use your imagination, but I think the movie, like, they did a good job of having the nose and people's expressions and what they're looking at it like.
1: Yeah, obviously, like, it's very accentuated in that. And I guess Steve Martin was clo- was quoted as saying that the makeup, it took 90 minutes to apply every day, and two minutes to take off yeah and, and he had, and, he's, and he goes god i god how i hated that thing <laughs> so yeah i can imagine i like yeah the makeup artists are a very underrated part of film production yeah I think like it was obviously like you know very well done there and not sure why it didn't get an Oscar nomination for the makeup probably should have
0: yeah and I liked the way like they kind of made like the firefighters like his troop like his crowd like you know in the play like he has these people who surround him and look out for him and in you know the the movie they do the same and he's kind of like always like kind of under like clever and they say he's clever in the play you know you see like the firefighters are working so hard to like rescue that cat and he just comes over And like opens a tin of cat food, which and like puts it down. Like, he's always kind of like just doing this I kind of like working smarter, not harder. Yeah. And yeah. like I feel like they carried that through, which was really funny.
1: Yeah. Because it's definitely like he uses his, his wit and cleverness. And, you know, in, in both the play and the movie that it was kind of an ongoing theme and helped to um, realize that this, you know, he is a good thinker and quick on his feet. And so it definitely led to peo of how, you know, Roxanne would fall would fall in love. Right.
0: Cause she's very bright. Like she's smart. She appreciates Appreciates you know, poetry and, you know, she's an astronomer in the, in the play. So she's smart and she appreciates all of that. But you know what my favorite, so one of my favorite scenes is when, after he leaves the, uh, when he's under the window and Chris goes up, you know, Roxanne wants to kiss him and he goes up to the, to her room and, and Steve Martin's character, CB wants to like stop anything from happening and he falls out of the tree and tells those women that like aliens have landed and they're going to have sex with older ladies. And he's like walking around like making frog-like noises like he's an alien and i just think that's the funniest part yeah. I like i just thought it was so funny and the old ladies were like aliens don't want to have sex with us he's like yes they do and they're over at roxanne's house and i just thought that was like the. i don't know why i thought it was so funny because i like, maybe because steve steve martin is such a great physical comedian and him walking around making that like like noise like he was like suction cupping like when yeah. he was walking just made me laugh so hard like, he's just he's such a great physical comedian
1: yeah. Like, I'm like, no word of lie. Like, Steve Martin is one of my all time favorite actors that, like, I'd love. love the movie The Jerk and. Like plane streets and automobiles and even like his can like slightly more than a cameo and a uh, little shop of horrors is absolutely hilarious. So uh, like so glad I was able to watch this. And yeah, he just, um, he kind of like, he's so like talent, talented obviously because he's like, um, you know, and I, f- I found like it interesting that he also wrote it that I guess he's, uh, he is a very talented writer and frequently wrote or has some credits in the screenplays of the movies he's, he's been in. So just kind of shows how uh, talented he is. And, and I do I do admit I have not seen his newest show that The Only Brothers in the building. I've heard like so many good things about it, but I do want to check it out. Something.
0: Yeah, I haven't uh, watched it either. Yeah. And it's you know what, just going back to the play for a minute, like it is on our, my, my high school, it's on their AP reading list, which I'm sure it's on other people's. And I struggle with that a little. Like I kind of wonder like who chose that? Because I think <laughs> as a high school student, like that would be very hard to read. And maybe that's why it's in our advanced placement reading. But like I think it's hard to read a play. I'm just kind of interested, like how that ma- how, what makes that make it to the reading list. Like yeah. it's just a it's an odd choice for me. I mean, obviously it's a classic. It's been remade through the years. Yeah. And I have to wonder, I should ask the AP teacher, like, do they watch it? Like, are they watching a movie then when they go in? Cause I think it's one of those things that if you watched one of the iterations of a movie that they did, even like just a straight Cyrano movie, it might come together a little bit more for them, like the theme and what's happening. Just because I think when you read a play, it's hard. You know it, it's hard, I think it's hard to follow without people acting it out, and maybe they read it and act it out in school. I don't know if that would make sense <laughs> too. Like, I know they did that with Romeo and Juliet, like when they not that that was on the reading list, but I know in, the, like in their class, like they did act it out, which I think is smart, or at least have people read from the parts.
1: Yeah, yeah, one thing, uh, yeah, this was like the second play that we did, uh, like a couple episodes back, we did Beth with our friend Travis. So, check that out if you haven't listened to that one as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, so this so it so did find it like pretty interesting like it was like somewhat tough you know tough with like kind of like the language the old thing like the kind of like old english type and i know we've had a couple of things like that you know like Macbeth, and was it uh, the Headless Horseman, and like where we did, you know, Jane Austen's Emma, and that. So like, it kind of like it can be kind, of, you know, their classics, but it can be kind of tough to get through. Um, I did have a little bit of an easier time with this. It seems like like easier to follow uh, than some of those other ones. Yeah, um, it's definitely
0: more straightforward. You yeah. know, and it was originally written in French, in French, so they definitely had to, you know, it was translated. But I definitely find like the language is plainer and clearer.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Than like a Shakespeare.
1: Yeah, I did find it, and I did find the play, like, some like kind of, like, humorous, like, there were, like, the the character Cyrano, you know, definitely the, the wit and charm and cleverness of, of him, like, came uh, came through on the pages and that, and this was, I would, you know, at some point, like you know, like to see a stage production of, of this there, because I think, you know, to fully appreciate it, and I remember on the Macbeth episode, Travis, you know, um, reiterated how, like, like plays should be seen, and how, like, you know, to fully appreciate it, appreciate them so but it was you know pretty good i was um it wasn't uh, a drag so
0: no it's that <laughs> and it is funny it was funny like i like the opening with Montfleury when he like kind of bullies him off the speech. like you know it just kind of heckles him from the from the audience which was really funny you know it is humorous Um uh, yeah. i think the ending is dark but i think the beginning is very humorous
1: yeah and um, what's was kind of funny how, you know, and I think what kind of helped me was that I knew the basic premise of Sarah, that like, you know, like it's one of those things like that, ever, like we kind of know, like, like kind of like unrequited love. Someone's in love with someone, but they help someone else do that. I've seen like probably like every sitcom has had like from the eighties and nineties has had like an episode based off this. So I remember as a kid watching Boy Meets World, they had an episode kind of like this with Corey and Sean being inside of a locker feeding lines to the the kit there. So, yeah, so it was pretty, you know, so because I knew, like, the basic premise as opposed to, like, Macbeth or Emma from Jane Austen, where, like, I didn't really, like, have too much background into going in into it so like I was able to kind of like easier like visualize
0: yeah it is easier when you know the premise because I knew the yeah. premise too it is definitely easier to follow when you kind of know where it's leading true yeah but I hope everybody watches Roxanne I hope he has like a, a boom of people trying to watch this movie because I, I think it's an old classic funny yeah. I don't know how much like my kids would appreciate it because they think our cinematography was terrible in the 80s and it's not all flashy but it's still like to me it's like good clean humor, right? It was like rated PG, obviously PG quality because sometimes you see a movie that was PG back in the day and you're like, um, that wasn't PG, right? Yeah. Like, I think like the bad news bears is PG, and you're like, mm, <laughs> that should not, yeah, that's like PG 13 now. Te- um, but like Roxanne is true, it's a clean, like family fun, yeah,
1: like, te- yeah, technically Jaws is PG, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's funny, not- like,
0: because you do think about the rating system, like, it's it's interesting, like, what when PG 13 yeah. was implemented because there are some things that you know are prom- probably more appropriate for that group but we but in the old days we only had yeah. like GPG or R like that was it. You had to bridge that gap between PG and R uh, yeah. and roll the dice. Um, but I, I really love this movie. And I was like, so thankful that I got to watch it again. And because it's not something I would have done if we weren't doing this, but it's, it was, it's so funny. It's still funny. Like how many years later?
1: Yeah. it's was uh, 35. It's uh, a year older than me. <laughs> so, like,
0: I was going to say, were you born when this movie came out?
1: No. Okay. Was, uh, I didn't think so. It was a, um, it was a, a glimmer in my parents' eye. <laughs> that does yep. not
0: <laughs> and so that, it's a good one i like i like this movie a lot good well anything yeah. else we wanted to talk about i feel like Oh,
1: yeah. one well, one other point i wanted to touch on was that you mentioned how like good of a physical comedian steve Martin is and like i loved like his physicalness and how like his like jumping up like onto the little ledges and that and, and like to get inside roxanne's house when she when she locks herself out and then like the whole thing where like he's trying to like alert chris that about the letters <laughs> and he's like jumping yeah. up like up into the window and that and obviously we, we know it's like a, a stunt man or something but I just thought that that was you know very clever and it's like that so that's one point I wanted to make
0: <laughs> yeah it is funny he is like and you know it's a stunt double but it doesn't take away from like his physical comedy because just his gestures yeah. and the way he moves his body like when you know it's him is funny yeah. you know I like, I like that
1: very much like like Dick Van Dyke or John Frieder or something <laughs> reminds me of <laughs>
0: yeah and it's funny you mentioned murders in the building because I haven't watched it but it led me to think like martin short like i think those two together in father of the bride is probably one of my all-time favorite movies yeah um and father of the bride too (laughs) Like i just think he is probably like he's hands down like one of the funniest people and that those two movies i think just i can watch those every day that they're on every day
1: yeah (laughs) Well, we should see. Is it based off a book? We should do that on a future episode.
0: Well, this was fun. I hope that everybody, you know, spends uh, some family time or time by yourself and watch this movie. And if you are so destined to read the play and you feel like you want to also a good play, but I think this is the one time, Donnie, this is maybe the one time I'm (laughs) going to say, or a handful of times that I like the movie better.
1: Oh, wow.
0: I know. I'm going to say, it. yeah, but that's history, what I, you know,
1: history unfolding before our eyes,
0: right? It's one of the few times I'm going to say it.
1: Okay. There you go. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well,
0: and uh, till next week, then listener, keep reading
1: and keep watching.